This month, Streaming Things is brought to you by our super Patreon supporters, Chester Copperpot, Jade, Jillian Morgan, Aaron Layton, Andrew Gray, Casey McCain, Crystal Trujillo, Jen Robinson, John Collins, Kalisha Reeves, Kate, Kiki Newton, and Will Nash. <laughs> Bow your shits! The real war isn't between a few squabbling houses. It's between the living and the dead. Winter is coming. Why are all the gods such vicious cunts? Chaos isn't a pit. Chaos is a ladder. I am the shield that guards the realms of men. You know nothing, Jon Snow. I drink and I know things. You're the worst shit in the Seven Kingdoms! Death is the enemy. The first enemy and the last. I am the god of jits and wine. Welcome back. My name is Chris. I'm Andy. And I'm Steve. And this is Streaming Things, first of its name. The podcast of the first men of the Roynar. Long may it rain. Mm. <laughs> Our titles are so long, it's hard. We without a herald. We need a herald. We do. A bard, maybe. Just to sing our intro. Mm -hmm. He'd be like, hello, my name's Pip. What I'm are we a, doing? I'm oh, a little dog. Pippin would be a good herald. <laughs> Don't make me say it, your crush. <laughs> Don't make me say it. But you're the herald. No. 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 <laughs> no. So we're going to be talking about House of the Dragon, episode six. We just finished watching it a few mere moments ago, and we'll give our overall thoughts on the episode, and then do a play-by-play, -play, a scene-by-scene, -scene, a breakdown, teleprompter style, mm. if you will. And we have a section called Dragon Eggs, where we talk about maybe tidbits of lore from the books that we could spot or find out, maybe a little references to the Game of Thrones show, if we can, things like that. After that, we have a segment called Valyrian Steel, where we pick our three favorite moments or scenes from the episode each and then Stole finally the mm, we'll end with the mummer's dragon where we talk about our favorite performance of the episode are you ready <laughs> i'm so ready for the turning of the andy, podcast first off andy welcome back to the pod thanks friends i'm happy to be back i'm uh sad got a little penny-sized hole in my heart mm. um and that sucks been a weird week missed my girl real bad but i'm happy to be back and we're happy to have you, buddy. It's good to have it's, you here. It's not the same without without you looking across me, across this table. Yeah. Yes. It's I can see your eyes, but not quite your face because <laughs> the camera's blocking. Right. <laughs> it's quite different. There is uh, one less person. Mathematically, yes. <laughs> <laughs> we are missing a third. <laughs> uh, we get a lot of well wishes from uh, listeners on. Yeah. A lot of people wrote, and thank you so much for that. It's helpful to uh, have people say that they miss hearing Miss Penny in the background, her little scuffling feet, her random barking sometimes. There was one episode where she went, like right at the end of the recording, and it was perfect. <laughs> it was, um, yeah, I remember that was funny. <laughs> so may she uh, uh, live live in our memories and in our episodes. Long may she reign. One of my I favorite. My one of my favorite Penny memories was we were doing a Patreon shout out at the end, and, and uh, you were doing some sort of voice. I think 
where you're reading all the name. Maybe it was like the baby. I don't know. But you're like, you're making these noises. And Penny was getting so fucking excited because you were using your Penny, you know, baby talk voice. Yeah. And she's like, me? Me. <laughs> what do you want me to do? Me. <laughs> I'm she, your little girl. She was getting so stoked. You talk to me like that. What do you need me to do? I want the treats. <laughs> Whatever you want, give them to me. I will do it. Yeah. Yeah. She's my girl. I miss her. Well, we just finished episode six of House of the Dragon. It's titled The Princess and the Queen, of course, in reference to Princess Rhaenyra and Queen Alicent. Mm. Oh, I just got that. The titular queen mm. and the titular princess. Yes. I don't so much like that, but that's a fact. That's, a, that's it, a phrase I can use. Yes, it is. So let's go our overall. Let's do our overall thoughts. Steve, what did you think about episode six? This was a very interesting episode because this was the this is the biggest time jump, as it were, we've seen yet in a show full of time jumps. But this one was especially uh, significant because this is where we get the new actresses coming in. Uh, Olivia Cook and um, Emma Darcy uh, replacing the other two. And this was they had a high hurdle to climb, right? Because mm-hmm. those are some big shoes for these actresses to fill because the, the youngins were crushing it, right? They were really coming into their own at the very end of their, their tenure here. But uh, overall, I think this episode was like one big reset button where we got to see a lot of relationships have since uh, been introduced, changed, altered within the 10 year gap between this episode and the previous episode. There are new children. There are, there's a lot going on. There's a lot, there's a lot of catching up. It's like a very hard reset almost where it's like, okay, you got, you got the backstory. You got the, 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 the hors d'oeuvres, the appetizers for what the real show is about. And now this is episode one of actual House of Dragons. The dance is about to begin. The dance is about to begin. The music's starting up and that dance is about to begin. Mm -hmm. Uh, Turn uh, down for what? And then that's... (laughs) (laughs) That's the dance with dragons. It's fucking Laris Strong. just like doing the Dougie. (laughs) (laughs) Teach me, Laris, how to Dougie. Don't make me say it, your gosh. Don't make me say it. Uh, Andy, do you know how to Dougie? And also, what did you think about this? I do not know how to Dougie, but now I'm going to learn in time for the next episode. We'll get Laris to teach you. Mm-hmm. I will he's got a club foot, but he's still, he dug his heart. Is, is that why he's rocking the cane? Yes. Laris okay. the club foot is his nickname. It's kind of rude. Yeah. I'd be like, like if they were like, Chris, the bald one, <laughs> not Baldwin. Or Steve, the crooked dick. <laughs> <laughs> of the nine toes. How did you know? <laughs> Laris um, knows all. So no, I don't yet know how to Dougie. But um, I thought that this episode was fantastic. It was a big hurdle. It was a big change. And I am going to miss the actresses that played Rhaenyra and Alicent, respectively. Uh, I think that they were both fantastic. And I think it's a testament to the casting uh, that it felt like it picked up right where they left off. And there wasn't really any kind of like, ooh, that doesn't seem like that. She she would say that, you know, it, it really felt like just a continuation of the character. The people so, 10 years later. And yeah. can we talk about how much, um, you know, Rhaenyra, the older actress, Emma Darcy, looks like Queen Emma Targaryen? Mm-hmm. Yeah, she looks just like her. Yeah. Fantastic casting in that regard. But. Yeah. Extremely good casting. Um, I I, uh, I will say that this episode um, introduced a whole lot of new people real quick. And someone who's like middlingly familiar with the lore like still reading it. Um, it's, uh, it, it was a lot to take in pretty quickly, but again, they do a really good job of like establishing 
who people are, what the dynamics they have between each other are, even if you're meeting them for the first time and prob- first and last time. Uh, <laughs> it, you know, I thought I thought that they uh, it, it did it really well. And I'm, I'm, I, this felt like now the pieces are really set and let's go. Yes. So what do you think? Uh, I loved it. I love this show so fucking much. I love this world. Uh, I think Emma Darcy and uh, Olivia Cook crushed it. I was only familiar with Olivia Cook from Ready Player One. Um, and I know that uh, I'm not familiar with Emma Darcy at all, but she was, she was phenomenal. And I do miss Millie uh, Alcock and Emily Carey a lot, uh, but they, they carried the torch more than, more than carried the torch. Uh, I should say this episode was written by Sarah Hess, uh, who wrote and produced some of the episodes of Orange is the New Black. She wrote a lot of episodes of Deadwood. Um, and I think she worked on House as well. Oh, so house. Wow. got a, got a, got a good pedigree. She wrote two episodes of this season. It's a pretty diverse pedigree. It is. Yeah, it real. is. Uh, but I'm glad, I'm glad that they got uh, female writers in for, uh, especially we get, you know, we're getting multiple visceral child labor scenes and things like that. So that's, that's clutch. Just, just one Several minor, minor annoyance is that it, it, the, the, these four actresses who play Alicent and Rhaenyra, it, they are way too far down on the IMDb list of actors on the show. You like have to fucking scroll. Well, it's like when we did Rings of Power them. Friday, Owen Arthur is like 30 people down. It's ridiculous. Like, I don't know why Lara Strong is above any of these four actresses. <laughs> Maybe it's, no, it wouldn't be order of appearance. No, I don't, there's no rhyme or reason. It's a fucking atrocity. Yeah. <laughs> and we will go to war. I'm wearing my green dress over this IMDb. I mean, no uh, shade against here. no shade against Fabian Frankel, who plays Sir Kristen Cole. But why is he fourth build on IMDb? Maybe they have it listed in terms of most punchable face. No, because Matt mm-hmm. Smith's number two. Oh, well, God. I mean, arguably that, that is a kissable face. <laughs> it could be <laughs> acting credits or something, because you know you got Graham McTavish at number five. So oh, they've been in more things, so they yeah. get to have more. Is it number of episodes? Because like Kristen Cole's no. going to be in all of them. No, the the top ten all have yeah, it is in a number of episodes as well, Steve. Um. Still, that's that's I feel like that's a huge oversight. <laughs> yeah. Like your leads. Like Graham are... McTavish is ahead of all of these all four of these lead women. Oh, well, I think it is just number of episodes and then within each number of episodes, prominence of actor. Because Patty Constantine probably has more credits than anybody. Yeah. Um, but anyway, I, I I thought the episode was very well done. Like you guys have both said, the dance with the dragons is about to begin fully, and uh, that is understood. We get some very interesting choices, not so much full departure, some full departures from the novel. Uh, but some just filling in the blanks creatively like they've been doing throughout. And uh, it's always a treat when they do that. We got lots of good lore tidbits uh, for the listeners and perhaps for, you know, maybe it might help Andy. I wanted to run down the children real quick, you know, so that people understand what's what when we do the play by play. Uh, are we going to do an episode of Maury right now? Who is the father? <laughs> you are not the father. <laughs> yes! <laughs> uh, Queen Alicent has three children by King Viserys. Uh, the first uh, is Aegon and her second born Mike is Wheeler. Aegon. The punchable face. Punchable face is at the top of the list. Yes. This is an order of punchable <laughs> faces as well. Uh, his Mike Wheeler looking ass. Uh, Aemond is her second and her daughter Helena is her third is Helena. The one that said she was being all dreamy and like, he'll need to yeah, have it's got eye. 47 eyes. And yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, her, and the union of Damon Targaryen and Lena Valerian, they have two daughters, Bela and Raina and a stillborn son in this episode. And then Rhaenyra also has three children of questionable, uh, uh parentage, perhaps maybe, 
And her, her kids are Jacaris, Lucerus, and Joffrey, who's born in this episode. And Jacaris is, or Jacaris? I think it's Jacaris. Yeah. Jace. Um, Jace, Jace, yeah. Again, I Jace always. Jace is the, 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 the heir to her. Correct. Yes. That is her oldest child. And I always pronounce these names how I read them in my head for years. So it's, it's always tough. But sure, uh, yeah. To c- correct me, because I'll do that a lot throughout this show, as I already have done. So I thought that might be useful to folks because it not that that quick rundown was maybe any more helpful than watching the show, but mm-hmm. maybe it was nice to hear. Yeah. On a once over. Yeah. Uh, but let's start the let's start the recap. So we, we start off with with Emma Darcy taking over the role of Rhaenyra Targaryen. It opens with Rhaenyra in labor. Uh, and right away, again, the other labor scene that we've gotten this season was brutal. It was a, a, a C-section without anesthesia. Uh, but this was rough, too. Uh, the sound design. They left all the squelching and the, and I'm glad, like make it as real as possible. Be honest about it. Um, uh, I saw a lot of opinions. And again, this isn't for me to say either way, because I'm just a dude. Uh, but I saw a lot of women online that were like a little like that was too much. I didn't need to see that. I have PTSD. I had a C-section and I can understand that. But then I saw a lot of women that appreciated the honesty of it as well. Childbirth in film is one thing that is almost never handled correctly. Cause it's always like push, push. And then a woman like, comically just, cursing out her husband get the fuck away from me you did this mm-hmm. to me and then the baby's here everybody's happy right yeah. whereas it can be 12 24 36 48 hours of straight misery and um the, that the man doesn't have to deal with mm-hmm. only about two percent of that so you know i, I like that the show is is attempting to kind of accurately I mean, portray that took a spear in the shoulder once <laughs> yeah, my <laughs> deepest sympathies. Uh, and it's it's a boy again. Her third boy is born. And uh, immediately the maid runs in. The queen requests to see the baby immediately, which is the Queen Allison's asshole way of trying to test Rhaenyra and knowing that she can hardly walk. Uh, she could easily visit her. Why does she want to see the baby anyway? We know why. She wants to see if it's Harwin's. Uh, but also she wants to you know, make life miserable for Rhaenyra. Mm -hmm. And, uh, you know, I've been a champion of Alison Hightower throughout in the sense that I'm aware that fire and blood was written as propaganda against the Hightowers, or at least by the, you know, one side of the argument. And I love that the show has shown so much sympathy for Alison Hightower because she's just completely hateable in the book, in my estimation. Mm -hmm. Uh, This was a pretty hateable, but this moment I was like, (laughs) "Mm, there's the book, Alison. Yeah. There's yeah. The book Alison really kind of shines through in this episode. Like there's very, I mean, but they also show, a couple sides that I'm really proud of them for. Oh, but. no, that's the great thing about the show is she's a very multifaceted character where like she's not all evil, not all bad and mean. Uh, you understand where she's coming from. But there were a couple like dickish moments from her. In this yes. Episode. It was like, come on, girl, what are you doing? And this is probably the, the top of that cake. Uh, and against all believability, credulity, if you will, Rhaenyra goes. She immediately stands up. Uh, still uh, stripping after birth and, you know, uh, presumably needing many stitches as often happens. Presumably God knows what's going on down there. Yeah. And, uh, just walking and there's this, I loved it. I loved it because we get a long take, a just tracking shot of her slowly going up to, to queen Allison's chambers. She meets her husband, Lainor at some point. He's like, Hey, yeah, you did I heard, it. I heard it's mm-hmm. a boy. Good what, job. Did it hurt? Was it terribly painful? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That was, I took a lance to the shoulder ooh. once. 
And all of these like fucking suck up douchebag lords being like, let me be the first to congratulate you. Well, that, that was Lord Ca- uh, Coswell. Mm-hmm. Uh, we will not be seeing the last of him. Lord Caswell. Caswell. Yeah. Uh, yep. And she's, she's so stubborn. Again, he's like, a boy, well done. Nucks. Way to do it. <laughs> way to do it, I girl. didn't even help. He's got a little pecker. I didn't even help sire the child, but way to go. Um, and everybody knows. Everybody knows. They run into Sir Kristen Cole on the way, and he's like, mm, icily. Mm, nice, was, nice baby. I, I was honestly <laughs> a little disappointed in the run-in with Kristen Cole. Like, I guess it works in the in the context of the show happening like ten years since the last episode. Sure. But I was kind of, I was expecting there was going to be some like confrontation with like at least maybe even a stern look or two from Lanor to Cole because like you killed my the that's true the, the guy I love dude that's true like you fuck you I hate why are you why are you still in that cloak like why are you still working here mm-hmm. and uh, I didn't think about it from Lanor's perspective and you don't even see Lanor because the shot is like from behind them so you don't even really yeah. get to see his perspective but you get to see we can just Cole being yeah. a hurt ass hurt ass bitch we he was assume. shooting daggers yeah he was shooting mm-hmm. daggers at him <laughs> do you think whenever like Kristen Cole exits a scene he immediately turns on like dashboard confessional or some other sort of emo band yeah tonight will be the tonight night that I, I will fall, fall for you over again Kristen turn it down sorry my queen <laughs> sorry my queen just <laughs> listening to my gems <laughs> just weeping have um, you heard of the band cursive I mean my <laughs> when I was a young boy. Yeah. <laughs> He's in there with the black parade popping off. <laughs> uh, and then we see Olivia Cook as Allison Hightower. She's standing regally at the window and immediately beautifully is so uh, polite and diplomatic. Oh, oh, you shouldn't have come. You should be oh, resting. I would have come to you. Have a seat. I'll get a cushion for you to sit upon. No, I insist. Here's a bucket. Uh, and they they're playing oh. this game now. Now this is the game of Thrones. Uh, so they're they're gonna both act like they don't fucking hate each other and they don't know exactly what's going on. Mm-hmm. The shit that we love. Don't make me say it, your guys. Don't make me say it, your guys. It's a bucket. Uh, and Viserys is hideous. <laughs> he comes in. I mean, I'm just being real. <laughs> He's got an arm off. Yeah. Holy <laughs> shit. Rainier starts vomiting as soon as he walks in. He looks like the fucking crab feeders, long lost cousin. Uh, he's got like six hairs, <laughs> super long ones. He looks like, uh, do you guys see the, the horror movie X? I have. It's awesome. Well, Viserys looked like Pearl, like the older version from the from the X movie. Yeah, he's just coming in like. (laughs) Uh, So he's not doing well health wise, but we knew that. We knew that. I'm surprised he made ten years. He made it ten. One of my favorite memes of him is they they have that picture of him smiling in his wheelchair, and they have the uh, Fallout HUD where he's like, "Hey, smooth skin, how you doing?" Because he looks just like one of the (laughs) the ghouls from Fallout. Yeah. (laughs) Hey, smooth skin. And he he looks at the baby and he's like, oh, he's got his father's nose talking about Lenor and Lenor's like, ha, 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 no way. <laughs> Everybody has an awkward glance. Looks like you. He's like, oh, fuck, he does. Oh, <laughs> yeah. And the baby's then, got brown hair. There's a long, awkward exchange where Viserys is like the dumb guy who's always trying to just poor guy. He's, he's just trying, trying to, to be a family. Happy, yeah, yeah. Everybody just be happy, man. Being a king sucks. I'm, I'm going to go play with my Legos. I'm literally melting. Why can't yeah. you all stop fighting? I'm going to die at any moment. I think I died a long time ago and I just don't know yet. Yeah. And you guys should probably admit you're going to miss me. Yeah. My body died a long time ago, but my soul hasn't gotten the memo. So I'm just pup- <laughs> puppeteering this meat. Yeah. Side. It's like <laughs> weekend at Bernie's Westerosi style. Yeah. Um, and then the next scene, we see Lenor escorting the baby and uh, Rainier out. And there's like this long trail of blood behind her. 
Oh, you did. I did like the part where um, uh, Viserys actually goes to um, Rhaenyra and was like, "Hey, was it okay?" Like, just showing like it seems like their relationship has. He still loves ha- his daughter. Has been mended. That's his heir. He's, he's very. What he's could very go wrong? Loving about her, he's like, "Was it? Was it an awful? Was it awful?" And she's like, "I think I might have called the midwife a cunt." Yeah. <laughs> he's like, he's like no, "I would too." Yeah, she is actually. Uh, and then uh, Allison has this really, really, uh, like sharp dig at Lanor where she's like, you keep trying, man. Maybe one of these, maybe sometimes it's going to look like you eventually look like you. Yeah. Like shit. Maybe if you put it in the other hole, (laughs) maybe Sorry, I was hesitating. I was like, do I, I do. (laughs) Yeah. I choose violence. I do. Uh, and the next scene, uh, Harwin is in there and he has escorted Rhaenyra and Lanor's children. Wink, wink back to uh, the apartments or whatever, the royal apartments from the dragon pit. Uh, and he's very interested in seeing the new baby for some reason. Nobody knows why. No one knows why. Why is he so fond of these children? Oh, I was just hanging out and I heard there was a baby. Well, I was in the neighborhood and thought, I'm, oh, wow, brown another, hair. Another son? This is a very mm-hmm. strong boy you've had here, Rhaenyra. <laughs> Looks like it's going to be a strong Man, I one want day. to. Lainor's like, I know it's yours. I, don't I know want you. to harwin their hearts. <laughs> 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 Your puns are getting more worse, my lord. I'm drunk. Uh, and then we find out he is he's the commander of the city watch uh, position that Damon Targaryen once held. Um, and then in the next scene, do you guys want to talk about anything more in the apartments? It's a nice apartment. I'm loving the space. Soho, yeah. Yeah, really. <laughs> probably the, the rent is ghastly. All about location. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's, mm-hmm. it's not a good not a good area of town. It's close to Flea Bottom. Yeah. I meant the scene, not the apartments themselves. Oh, sorry, sorry. I've been watching too much uh, House Hunters, you know. Property Brothers, is that your style? <laughs> um, and we cut She's to- a queen and he's a professional <laughs> dog trainer. Their budget is 20,000 million. <laughs> 20,000 golden dragons. <laughs> He wants a unit with a view. <laughs> she wants free Wi-Fi. She wants her uncle. <laughs> this is weird. Let's show him three places that don't have all three wants. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like I'm at the dentist right now. They always put on Property Brothers. Really? Yeah. I watch so much of that at the bank, dude. All these little institutions is where we watch it. Uh, we cut the next scenes in the dragon pit itself, which we don't get to see much of. And we get to meet the dragon Vermax. Which is awesome. Uh, I believe Vermax is written by uh, Jaharis. Is it J- is it Jaharis? Jaharis. I wrote Jaharis, but yes, I meant Jaharis. I thought it was Jace. I thought it was Luceris. I thought it was Luceris, but it could be. Jake. I didn't. I don't recall. Are these spoilers? Well, no, in that scene, he's get, being given to it. Yeah, his, his baby. He's like training how to command it and stuff like mm-hmm. that. And it's just the scene where we get Allison's children, Aegon and Aemond, with Rhaenyra's children. They seem to be getting along, except that they're all teasing uh, Allison's secondborn, Aemond. Yeah, they give him the pink dread. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it is mean to bully your other other children, but the pink dread—that was funny. That's that fucking hilarious. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't condone bullying at all, but from a you know a fictional perspective. But if you're bullying, that's a funny has, pun. if you're bullying has some creative. Uh, influences to it and to that level it's like okay that kid kind of deserves especially it. <laughs> if you're going to be mike wheeler faces brother you know you're going to get bullied yeah why aren't they picking on mike wheeler yeah he just looks like a whole bag of bullied 
Oh, oh, <laughs> we will get to it. We will get to it. I have thoughts. Yeah, he's somebody that deserves to be bullied. And after this scene, he stays there alone. He wanders down into the dragon pit. We find in, a, in the next scene that he's want to do that. He gets terrified immediately by one of the dragons, though, and runs. It brought back. Uh, dragon's scary, by the way. They are scary. That's what he finds out. Drag- oh, dragon, you're scary. Oh, this scary. Mm. Be breathe fire. Dad. <laughs> he's like, That's how the kid talks. He breathe fire. I froze up. <laughs> Where's that pig? I want that pig back. <laughs> Uh, and the next I scene, I need a pink wed. <laughs> Allison and Helena. We meet her daughter Helena in this scene, and they're doing some kind of like biological lesson. I was I was taking notes on something else, looking up something for the show. What the hell is going on there? She playing with like a lizard or a, a slug, and yeah, like studying it's, it. Some kind of bug. It's got seventeen eyes, mm-hmm. and mm. yeah, I wasn't one hundred percent sure what she was doing with. I'm getting well, that vibe. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna be honest. Like she was, she started talking crazy, and I'm like, "All right, girl, sure." Yeah. But then she says something halfway through the scene where I'm like, mm, "That's a, that's a that's a, a, that's a, a nice little egg. Uh, that's a dragon egg right there it that maybe we is. can't even talk about because that's a future spoiler." I think we should warn about it and then say skip ahead two minutes and give okay. the dragon. Okay, but not right now. Not right now. Not right now. Uh, Amond is brought in by a king's guard. Caught him in the dragon pit. He's all burny, dirty looking, and she's like, "God." damn it man why are you always running around the dragon pits you're a sissy boy you don't have a dragon and he's like well but that's why i'm sad they made fun of me with the pig i like his gumption mm-hmm. he does have moxie yeah he's got he's like you know what i am scared of dragons but i want a dragon so i'll keep putting myself in that position till one of them either kills me or i get one just take mm-hmm. an egg my guy take an egg my guy <laughs> egg on <laughs> <laughs> what if that was like what it was like when you were like i'm gonna go get a dog I want to buy, I want to go get a dog. Let me go to the dog pit. Yeah. You have to go some, in the kennel and try to bond with one. There's going to be some weird guys with staffs who speak another language at you. Uh, it's probably German because there's a lot of German shepherds mm. who learn German commands. And mm. then you like walk in and then one of them Ish just fire at you. Like, oh God, okay, no. <laughs> wait, wait, wait. And so I was with you and now the dogs breathe fire. <laughs> well, I'm just saying, what if like picking a dog was as scary as picking a Why don't you just live with dragons if the dogs can breathe fire? Well, it's like you have to go get your dog from an illegal dog fight in the middle of the fight and be like, that one's mine. Yeah. And they're like, fuck. Fashion. He's like, ah! <laughs> You're like, nine! Yeah, yeah, yeah. nine. It's no in German, And then Steve. it breathes fire. Mm-hmm. Uh, and the next scene, uh, Allison wants to blame Rhaenyra's children badly for Aemond being bullied, even though we saw the scene and her dumbass Mike Wheeler's son, Aegon, is the, the ringleader of the bullying. The mm-hmm. Pink Dread was his whole idea. And they, you know, the other kids are little. They didn't even come up with it. But Yeah, they're young kids. They're just like, they think he's he's the he's the age where all the younger young the other young kids will look up to him and be like, wow, he's such an adult. He's like, long as thin he's hair like is. 12. Oh my God. He's going to be able to ride a car, drive a car soon. He's got like he's six so pubes. Cool. He's going to oh, ride a dragon soon. I can't wait till I get my pubes. I'm going <laughs> to laugh at all of his jokes. You know how like there's, there's that weird age where kids do that. Yeah, well, kids yeah. look up to older kids and, mm-hmm. and they're all just kids. So it's unfortunate. Yeah, for sure. Uh, and then, uh, you know, Viserys <laughs> is in there playing with Legos uh, with, his, <laughs> with, his, with, like, with his buddy Eddard. This is a 2000 piece one, your grace. I don't know if you have the skill for this. <laughs> Eddard, I've done as many as three and four. You stupid twat. <laughs> this one is for ages 12 and up. <laughs> I am the up. <laughs> 12 and up that includes kings i'm out of my star wars phase now i'm <laughs> i'm into my avengers phase i don't even use the instructions <laughs> i lied i do <laughs> have you tried to do it without that it's impossible <laughs> can people do with legos without the instructions don't make me say don't make me so grace the answer is no yeah, they can, they do. You can make Legos without instructions all the time, but it's called making whatever the fuck you want. Yeah. <laughs> right. 
<laughs> just but never mind. Uh, and then, you know, in this scene, when once everybody gets sent away, Allison challenges Rhaenyra's uh, parentage, but she doesn't say it plainly, as she would say. And he knows what she's getting at. And he he tells this metaphorical story of a horse that he once had. Right. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think it was a, a black mare and a silver stallion did it, did the deed, as you as you say, Steve. And they had a brown Famously. chestnut baby fowl horse. And the most the most unremarkable brown horse. It's crazy. And it's like nature. He's just like nature. Be crazy. Shit be happening. We don't understand genetics yet. I don't even know the word that I'm saying. And she's like, how were you? sure that the silver stallion was the one that did the deed which is a she's staying with the metaphor accusing once again uh rhaenyra of so siring she's children that horse a whore all right mm-hmm. she, she's she's going hard she on all these take Kristen cole back. pops his head in i will not be your whore and they're like what are you talking about you sensitive business like, oh sorry let me, i had my headphones in i was listening to <laughs> that's the emo callback Andy. Yeah, i get it i get it <laughs> Uh, and then he gets angry and says, don't bring it up again. What you're suggesting uh, is, you know, treasonous. It has dire consequences mm-hmm. just to even be spoken aloud. Right. And the implication is, and Allison believes that he knows the truth. He's just willfully choosing not to entertain the idea because he's refusing to punish Rhaenyra. Mm-hmm. Because if it were true, if it were it to become common knowledge, all three of those children would be put to the death. Uh, Harwin would be put to the death, potentially Rhaenyra, but she'd certainly be exiled or something. So it's not good. Which is why Allison wants all that so bad because she believes that would protect her family. I don't think she truly wishes ill will for the sake of ill will against Rhaenyra. I just think that she's bought into Otto's perspective on things wholeheartedly that if Rhaenyra does, in fact, inherit the throne, her family's doomed. I don't know. I mean, showing up with the uh, the war dress at the wedding seemed pretty ill willy to me. But that was in that moment in that moment. You know, she was filled with ire. I think she's bought into it, but I think she's also allowed that idea to kind of poison her mind a little bit because she is like, like she, like Rainier is going to fucking kill you, Mike Wheeler, later on in a couple more scenes. Mm-hmm. And it's like, yes, well, maybe if you would like tone it down a bit with how yeah. antagonistic you're That's being. That's the sad thing about this. And I'll talk about <laughs> this more later, but. There's a couple of turns they take in this episode that would once again, and we've had a few of these and that's, what's so great about it. Juicy where they could have avoided all of what is to come. Right. Uh, and yet nobody takes those paths because mm-hmm. that would be a boring show. Uh, and the next scene, Allison and Kristen are walking together and he did now Kristen. This is, I think there's a categorical difference. I think Allison is diplomatically, politically afraid of Rhaenyra and a little bit angry at her as a person. Right. But ultimately, again, I think if, if, Aegon, her son, was heir to the throne. I don't think she'd be doing anything callous or mean to Rhaenyra, is my opinion. I think she would just be like, we're not friends anymore. Right. But Kristen, however, is emo ass. He's vengeance. He (laughs) says, and I quote about Rhaenyra, uh, she's a spider that springs and sucks her prey dry. Spoiled cunt. And I'm sorry to have to say that word. It's a quote from Kristen Cole. Not (laughs) I. Spider? Not yes. I don't typically say that. (laughs) Uh, Spider with a C. See what I'm saying? Uh, And even that takes Allison, and this is my evidence that Allison isn't quite there yet, where she's vindictive in the extreme against Rhaenyra. Uh, she's like, oh, you just said the C word? You listen to Atreyu? <laughs> <laughs> and he's like, I, that is perhaps beneath me, your grace. Uh, 
It just this music that helps me feel better. <laughs> I wish we would have gotten at least one sort of scene to fit that kind of. I mean, it, it's implied, and I think we, we can all kind of understand that this did happen off screen. But I still would have liked to have seen just how is Cole still around? Yeah, how like I we know that she's the Allison queen is protecting she is him, forgiving him. But I wish there would have been there it, someone who's like looking at Cole like this motherfucker. I wish we Murder had gotten bitch. one scene. We were supposed to have seven days of tourneys, Chris. Seven days yeah, of Chris. tourneys and feasts. And then it was all thrown to the wayside because this little motherfucker had to go beat up Joffrey. Mm-hmm. Which was almost a hate crime, pretty much. Seven strip. days, Chris. Yes, I agree. Wait. Are you saying Chris is into Kristen or Chris to Christopher? Yes. Yes. I feel like <laughs> one scene uh, would help us feel better. Like you said, Lenor didn't confront him at all. And again, this is 10 years later, but we didn't get it in the last episode either. Mm-hmm. So, but it doesn't bother me a whole terrible lot. Obviously they made up, they took pains to show that Allison endorses him. And obviously nobody's going to question the queen except the king. Who's not want to question pretty much right. anything except when his Amazon packages of Legos will be delivered. Mm-hmm. I said it would be her Monday. I pay for Prime. <laughs> Roll me to the front door. I'm going to greet the Amazon driver myself. I, I did hear that the uh, reception for the uh, younger actresses uh, playing the Queen and Rhaenyra um, were the it, it was a better reception than the showrunners had expected, and so they had put have been considering we reworking season two to include, yeah, include like some flashbacks, flashbacks yeah. and include those actresses. So we may still yet get that scene, Stephen. That's true. Good pull, Andy. Hopefully so. I want. I just want to see uh, Kristen Cole sweating it. Mm-hmm. So just wait a couple of years. You might get it. Or just somebody like, I don't know. It could be fucking Lord Beesbury. I don't care. Who's like, well, is he? Why does he work here? <laughs> wait a second. I, my hearing might be going bad, but I thought I heard he beat the shit out of someone. <laughs> I didn't make it to the privy, but before I get cleaned up. <laughs> Didn't he punch a guy a bunch of times? I'm not. I'm remembering that, right? <laughs> Any hoozle. Uh, and the next scene we get is well, Allison says decency will prevail, and then we cut to this next. <laughs> yes, yes. Which <laughs> smash cut to Aegon jerking off out of the window that we think Tommen leapt to his death from, uh, which is just dis- disrespectful in the past. And he's yeah. just cheeks to the wind, clapping away at himself for all to see down below. I guess. So Mike Wheeler has a punchable face. <laughs> this kid has the misfortune of being born with a punchable face. He's also playing a punchable character. Yes. With excellent casting. Excellent casting. Yes. I was so angry in this scene because I was like the sheer fucking gall of this kid being this confident to just be in the nude jerking off the window. Not only that, like who cares who sees you? I can understand exhibitionism, but he might fall. Yeah. You know what I mean? What yeah. if he has a what if he has a toe curler falls to his death when he loses his balance? He was pulling a carotene and like the I think it's the, the, danger <laughs> the danger is what's turning him on. Sure, sure. And he's looking out over the kingdom that is like, I will rule. The <laughs> no, he doesn't even think that yet. Um, and that's where I got what I was saying before is this scene. She confronts him, her son, as Otto Hightower did her. Yeah. Right. Um like Otto had that scene under the in the in the gate before the portcullis was drawn down and said, you know, your kids will die if she becomes queen. You ignorant ass whelp. And she took that to heart. And now she's having that same conversation with her firstborn mm-hmm. son. Like, you're not taking this seriously at all. You merely living and existing is a threat to her throne. And before that, he starts to say, then I won't even challenge it. I'll just be chill. I'll just jerk off out the window and mm-hmm. stuff. That's Nobody, all I want to do. I don't even know I'm here, <laughs> which I'm is really sad. good at it. 
because we get this scene. He's not even interested. It's always the parents driving this first with Otto, now with Allison. None of this confrontation that's to come is necessary at all. Aegon has no designs on being the king. And later. Yeah, he kind of loves hanging out with Rhaenyra's kids, you know? Yeah, they're all friends still at this point, for the most part, pushed uh, pushed apart by Kristen Cole. Yeah. Um, and then later, Rhaenyra proposes an olive branch to marry her children uh, to Alicent's children. And done. And give them a dragon. Your whole sub, and which puts a little, takes a little wind out of my sails, you know, because I was trying to kind of stick up for Allison a little bit, but her whole, my kids would be in danger is undone by that proposal immediately. All oh, your, your supposedly greatest fears taken away. Nah, not doing that. I'd rather my son be king. Right. That's why like, not only has she bought into Otto's tale, but she has like gone full property brothers and bought the house at a, at, at market value. She's, mm. she's renovated it, put in her own little spin on it, slapped some popcorn ceiling off that. And then she, now she's selling it. Right. She is, she is, sure. she is the property queen. I she's love that flipper. you've doubled down on our combination of the property brothers, mm-hmm. house of the dragon universes. Yeah. She's like, Rhaenyra, I know what you make for a living. You can't afford this house. I don't know why you're looking at it. Mm-hmm. This is the house that Allison built. Okay. Thanks. Hi. It's got a high tower. If you know what I'm saying. <laughs> and the next scene, I'm we get quicker. I'm getting quicker with it. You are. You are. <laughs> the next scene, we get to see noodle boy. <gasps> My big noodle boy. Caraxes just noodling around the sky. And the first spec, the first images of Vagar. Mm. Mm, come on now. God. Mm-hmm. He's, a, he's a big meaty boy. Very big meaty boy. He's got like ropes and shit dangling off of him. He's and he's hairy. like, he's old as shit. <laughs> he's got holes in his wings from all the bat or or her wings. I don't know the the, the sex of Vagar, but like, well, I think dragons can be whatever sex they need to be. Hell yeah, dragons are for everyone. But it was so cool getting to see Vagar, this dragon that we've heard so much about and is such a big part of the lore. And it's like the biggest oldest dragon in the world and it's being read by uh lena who's like a pretty small and stature person right so and he looks even bigger with her on the saddle and it's just this monumental mammoth of a flying thing and damon's like damn that's a big dragon yeah mm-hmm. it's just dwarfs <laughs> caraxes and damon and so they're married now damon and lena are married lena valarian um and she's the same girl in the first episode i think it was maybe second episode which can you have any games on your phone uh, and all grown up and married to uh, Uncle Damon now. Um, she looks older than Allison. Yeah. Yeah. Casting's a little off there, but I love her. Yeah, I think she, she's wonderful. great performance. Um, and the next scene, they're having a dinner. So they're in Pintos uh, in Essos. And there's a toast to Aegon the Conqueror, a gift of the whole mansion, the lands, the incomes. And he proposes an alliance, essentially some protection from Damon and Lena and their dragons, more importantly, against the triarchy that are allied with uh, Corin Martell of Dorne. And he's just they're nervous about that. And they want Damon's help in return for some. You know, Can't trust a Martell. And Damon in, the, in this next few scenes, his whole arc in the story is that he's kind of given up on certain things. He's just getting drunk and, you know, hanging out in Essos where he feels like I don't have to deal with any of that dumb bullshit. It's all garbage garbage anyway and lena wants to return to westeros she you know she says you know we don't belong here you don't belong here you're not the man i married you're not the man that you could be we are the blood of old valyria and damon's like old valyria is gone we don't belong we don't anywhere belong anywhere yeah love that line um and i i sorry i stole some thunder from some later scenes but that's pretty much their whole arc is summed up in that mm-hmm. um and but and the next scene, he's he's alone with his daughter. We get to see his his dad girl mode. We've never seen Damon like this. I believe that's Bela, and he's teaching her Valyrian, which I loved. Um, and Damon wants to entertain the proposition of uh, Pentos. 
And uh, a simple track. His name is Prince Reggio, by the way. Reggio. <laughs> it's a simple oh, transaction, Reggie. Chris. They have dragons. They have gold. You know, put them together. It's a simple yeah, transaction. He's, like, he's tired of dealing with the bullshit. Prince Reggio just wants a little protection, <sighs> some family protection. Am I right? It's an offer he can't refuse. You just deliver here. He does give gangster you have vibes. A dragon. Maybe that's why I love him so much. <laughs> Prince Reggio? Yeah, he's got like, no, no, no. Uh, Damon. Okay. Well, he didn't even ask him to do anything. He's like, literally, you live here with your dragon. Yeah, they're not going to fuck with us if there's two dragons yeah, parked here. And mm-hmm. you get everything you want. I will fill your cup. Mm-hmm. It will overflow it. Mm-hmm. But he doesn't like. The amber wine that he's been drinking there. <laughs> the swill they're serving here. Like, hey, like you it. know like my wine? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they're like Italian and Pintos. And Lena tries to convince him once more. She says her piece, wants him to continue the conversation with her. And he looks at her like, uh, oh, sorry, were you not done? <laughs> no, he's such a dick. <laughs> such a dick. Dude, and she just look. like takes the cue and leaves, right? Uh, and the next scene, uh, Viserys uh, with Lionel Strong, he's overly optimistic watching the kids in the courtyard. And again, he just wants everybody to be a family and be happy. And like everybody down in the courtyard fucking hates each other. But he's so oblivious. He's looking down like ha, 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 everybody's so in love. It's and gonna, we're all family. This is going to forge friendships and brotherly bonds. Falling and down together, together uh, picking each other up. And Lionel's like, uh-huh. Don't make me say it, Your Grace. Don't make me say it, Your Grace. (laughs) (laughs) So the kids start training together. They're doing okay, fighting the straw men and stuff. And Kristen Cole starts to train uh, Amond and Aegon very closely with his tutelage. And Harwin Breakbones can't, he should hold his tongue, but he cannot Mm. because his children, we all, let's just say it, they're his kids. Right. Mm-hmm. We all knew this. Right, Andy? Don't slander her. Yeah. It's slander. It's, it's not proven. I'm just keeping it real. This you isn't gossip. Are, mm-hmm. You are working with unsavory rumors right now, Chris. You're not ready for this gravy I'm brewing. Yeah. This is a, this is a recipe for some strong ass gravy. Oh, there we go. I, it's way better when you don't misquote it. <laughs> I'm just trying to give you the meat. Give it to you raw. <laughs> Thank you. I like it when you give me the raw meat. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh, no. We're quoting Lord of the Rings. Uh, and, I love it when you raw meat me. And so uh, uh, Harwin steps in. Like, why don't you train the other kids that I have no affiliation with? But Harwin's, equally. Not, Harwin's not wrong. Cole's yeah. being a little bitch and he's taking out his grudge. Kristen Cole has his- every intention of these kids later killing those kids when they grow up. Oh, 100%. So and- he's like, oh, that would be uh, a little portent. But this is like <laughs> the kids are in of this whole family yes. quarrel. So Very like sad. the fact that he's taking out even a smudge of it on these innocent smudge. children is just so fucking, that's beneath your cloak, sir. Mm-hmm. I know you sullied it years yeah, ago. Yeah, you already sullied that cloak twice. But uh, maybe you should try to play the part of the noble knight you see yourself as. He's got murder and other bodily fluids all over that cloak already. Yeah, like, are you really going to hang out with Mike Wheeler over those other two, two kids who have the same color hair as you? I don't think so. For real, he's dueling him going, ew. Ew. <laughs> yeah. Ew. Uh, uh, I know this kid does on windowsills. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and then Kristen. Do you think there's going to be like a breakaway scene at one point where someone's in the courtyard of King's Landing and they're just like, ah, oh, something got in my eye. That's What's what this? I was thinking. Somebody way down below. <laughs> Somebody's catching snowflakes on the tongue. <laughs> no. 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 <laughs> Uh, and so he pits uh, Jace against Aegon, the two oldest children. And Aegon's much older. He's much bigger. And Viserys starts to make a face when things go awry down in the courtyard. But he doesn't say anything. He's just like, hmm, mm. I don't know about this familial. Should have fired Kristen mm. Cole. Nah, it'll be fine. I think I pooped. And, yeah. <laughs> uh, and then, you know, 
they all fight. Harwin tries to train his kid and Kristen tries to, the, to they become like coaches in a, a Rocky Balboa movie. And uh, eventually there's some words exchanged. Kristen says, your interest in these children is, you know, something like a cousin or an uncle or maybe a father might have. Mm-hmm. And that enrages Harwin. And Harwin's like, say it to my face. He starts <laughs> pummeling Kristen's face, uh, much like Kristen did to Joffrey Lonmouth, the Knight of Kisses. Uh, but not as uh, effectively without R. the gauntlets. As the Lord of Kisses, R.I.P. to our knight. R.I.P. Now, a word from our sponsor, BetterHelp. We're so excited to be partnered up with BetterHelp for this show because we're huge advocates for mental health. And we've always wanted a way to work it into the show. And now it gives us an easy way. I actually work in the mental health field, so I'm thinking about this all the time. My mother suffered from bipolar disorder. My dad had undiagnosed issues. And so it's it's really something that's close to my heart. And I'm so happy to be able to help our listeners if we can in some way with that. My own life, I'm filled with anxiety. I'll uh, just get a little personal for a second. I think I've talked about it. But pretty recently, I checked myself into the ER for uh, heart issues that I thought I was having. Turns out it was a panic attack. It was just anxiety. So these are things that uh, I don't talk about a whole lot, but I, I suffer from. And I, you know, even being in the field, I find it very difficult to find somebody to help me with those things. A lot of the therapists that I find that I jibe with, I connect with, I find out they're not accepting new patients. So I'm like, get really frustrated. And then I don't know where to go from there. What BetterHelp does is it helps pair you with a therapist to help you with your needs. And you can switch therapists at any time. And it's directly online. So you can just easily and without any barriers whatsoever, access the help that you need. So when you want a better problem solver, therapy can get you there. Visit betterhelp.com slash streaming things today to get 10% off your first month. That's betterhelp.com slash streaming things. And the next scene, a maid rushes to tell Rhaenyra what has occurred. She runs to talk with Harwin, but Harwin's already arguing with his father, the hand of the king, Lionel Strong, about it. Apparently, he knows as well. They're going back and forth. Words are exchanged. Lionel is uh, aghast because, you know, you've already gone this far. And now you're going to tease everything more in the court by punching the knight of the king's guard. People have eyes, boy. Mm -hmm. They can see the brown hair. You both have silver hair or they both have silver hair. The kids all have brown hair. Two and two plus two is not five, my friend. Mm -hmm. And Uh, we all know Lionel Strong is a guy of utmost integrity. And he's a fucking good hand of the king. You know, he hates he hates that he's a part of this. He's just so displeased with Sully the strong name. Yep. Sully the strong name. Weakened it. Mm-hmm. Also, these 10 years haven't been so good to Lionel Strong either. <laughs> went, dude went from having shoulder length, full head of hair to he's bald. And mm-hmm. oh. you can see the widow be peeking already back then. I think it was really good makeup. Where it happens fast. I'm, mm-hmm. I'm it, telling it, you, it, I'm going to attest to that. Life came after Lionel Strong quick. Uh, she runs back to her maid, doesn't actually confront the two men. Uh, and uh, Lenor shows up drunk as hell, singing merrily in the hallway with his buddy Carl. <laughs> Carl. 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 Uh, there's war in the Stepstones again. And uh, oh, damn, I wrote down cum joke, but I don't remember what it was. Oh, she's like, you've been drinking the finest wines and other, and God knows what else. Yeah, that's right. That's right. Good one. Good one, Rhaenyra. But he's excited because uh, Lenor is a knight. He's a warrior, right? And, and a, a seaman. And a, and a seaman, mm-hmm. yes. A he wants to be out on the sea again. He wants to fight the triarchy. Like the, the triarchy is building their forces back up. They're going to probably yeah. start a war here soon. And that really excites Lenor because now he can get out of this kind of is always sham right. role that he lives yeah, in. Yeah, he feels smothered. He says, I've honored my side of the agreement. And she's like, you've been just banging a bunch of dudes and getting drunk for well, 10 years. Well, he starts years. to say, I'm owed. And she's like, you're not owed shit. Yeah. 
Mm-hmm. You've just been hanging out. Damn right. And he says, uh, a, a wise sailor flees the storm as it gathers. Cause she's like, you're going to abandon me now. And they got all these rumors about our children's parentage and all this stuff going on. Uh, uh-uh. and he says that, and she says, fine, then I'll command you as your princess and heir to the throne. I command you to stay by my side. And he's like, Hmm, touche shit, shit, shit. Got me there. Touche property brothers after hours you find out what happens to the couple after the fact and like did they stay together or did they did they love the house mm. lena and rhaenyra got to keep the apartment for one hundred twenty-five thousand dollars. <laughs> they stayed and then eventually broke up mm. he's been drinking a lot of wine and god knows what else uh <laughs> we cut to uh lena and the kids uh back in pentos um it's her younger daughter. I, I would imagine Raina that says, you know, she's, she's had this dragon for eight years and still hasn't hatched. She's, she's eight years old. She's upset about that. She's putting it up to the fire, trying to get it to hatch. Cause she wants a dragon. Uh, and uh, her mother, Lena says, Hey, so half of them never hatch, which doesn't cheer her up. That's not a good thing to say to an eight year old. Bela has dragons. Yeah. Dad loves Bela. She's more like, than me. like, what kind of parents are these? Like they walk in the room, like, honey, I told you this many times. Life might suck forever. You should just not dream. <laughs> okay like, told I've you told not to you do that, that all the time holy you, shit do you never learn do you want to get disappointed come on <laughs> but i do like this note that uh, we find out that lena eventually got to ride vagar at age 15 yes so because when we first saw and, lena when she was just a little kid just wanting to know if you had games on her phone mm-hmm. um she actually mentioned like oh sailors hear the, the songs of vagar and she was like interested in that dragon so yes it's like uh, uh lena had a dream and she went out and she grabbed that dream dream by the by the saddle and now she rides that dream all the damn time yes mm-hmm. and vagar yeah that was a demon joke yeah, it was hotty uh, the next scene, Damon and Lena are sitting uh, outside or on the roof or something. They're talking again. She's trying to convince him or heavily imply that they should go back to Westeros. Right. Uh, we, she mentions that Lenor wrote to her and said that they had another son and Damon makes a joke about it. So everyone in the whole fucking world knows that these kids are not Lenor Valerian's kids. Mm-hmm. Uh, even Damon all the way in Pentos knows that. He says, does he bear a entirely coincidental resemblance to the commander of the city watch? city watch? Yeah. 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 <laughs> Good joke. Damon style. I do like that. Uh, Lena says something like I miss my brother and I know you miss yours. Like, yes. Oh, mm. miss about the king brother. his brother's turning into a puddle. He should go visit him. Yeah, very quickly. <laughs> Um, and he cares for Lena. I think that's something that we should note. Unlike mm-hmm. his feelings for the last wife, which he murdered, uh, he seems maybe he's not in love with her. And she even mentions that. I know I'm not the wife that you wanted, uh, but he's good to her in, in his own Damon way. Mm-hmm. And I thought that was interesting. Right. This that's was it. the most domesticated we've seen Damon. Yes. In this whole show. Yes. And daughters will do that. I can attest. Um, the next scene is the small council, such as it is with Lord B's Betty and then such talking about. Pretty cool. This might be a dragon egg. I hope I don't steal it from somebody because I know you're pretty savvy on this stuff. But they're talking about a dispute between the Brackens and the Blackwoods. Was that one of your eggs? Mm-hmm. We'll talk about that later then. Alicent is angry because Rhaenyra keeps kind of piping up and doing some good ruling there. Mm-hmm. Right? She don't want her doing that. She's talking about the war and the step zones. She interferes in the Bracken and Blackwood dispute discussion. Uh, and Alicent knocks Damon for not, you know defending it after he took it from the triarchy and um, Rhaenyra steps to his defense. We left it undefended. We should have put a garrison there or a fleet or something. And, and they start to kind of argue. Allison's like, well, that's expensive. And Rhaenyra's like, wars are expensive, mm-hmm. which is a very good point. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, and Viserys all the while, it keeps cutting to him and he's just like, mm, my God, oh my God, 
when is this going to be over? Why can't I die now? Yeah. <laughs> I got this 6,000 piece back in my room. Oh, it's always thinking together. about it. It's always thinking about it. It's like, I wonder where the uh, big square piece went. This I, is the Duplos of conversation. <laughs> <laughs> Legos are really hard with one hand. That's true. I bet they are. We still got two fingers on one. So this scene was kind of interesting. Like, do you think like to me, the small council looks a lot bigger, like it, earlier in like the more scene, people mid size yeah. council. It almost like small no the, more. The council was only like on one side of the table plus Rhaenyra. And now like, yeah, well, it's all got the angles are full now. Rhaenyra and Allison are there instead of her being a cupbearer. They're both sitting on the council. Sure, but there's even like more dudes. Lord on like Tyland Lannister. Um, I'm trying to think who would be even be there in there. There was one dude with like a beard who I don't know who that is. He that's, like had a speaking Jojo role. McDude. Mm-hmm. Jojo McDude of House Dude. <laughs> he, he's the guy that makes the little balls that everybody sits in front yes, of. Yes, he's oh, the ball maker. He's, he's, mm-hmm. the, he's the minutes keeper. Mm-hmm. <laughs> everybody clock in, put your bowl on the plate. Master of balls. Mm. You're not going to be. <laughs> yes. Master of ships. That's, master uh, of uh, maybe coin. think of David Bowie from Labyrinth when he's <laughs> juggling the balls. He's the master of balls. Uh, Rhaenyra, Such a pity. Rhaenyra extends the olive branch here. And this is major. She says, why don't we, uh, why don't we read wed Jacaris to Helena, right? Let, let's, let's bring our houses together. Like, I'm so sorry if I've offended you, but we are family. We need to stick together. Mm-hmm. And uh, Viserys is so happy. He lights up. That's the most judicious idea, my love. <laughs> Everybody clap. That's fucking fire shit. She just spat. <laughs> Marry my grandson to my daughter. <laughs> yes. What a wonderful idea. Baby. And Allison looks like she's just swallowed some bad gravy. She's just disgusted. <laughs> I'm sorry. So strong. <laughs> this is some strong gravy. Damn rings of power for putting that <laughs> phraseology in my mind. Um, but Rainier is just trying to give her the meat and give it to her raw. <laughs> yeah, exactly. But no, she's not having it. She says, we'll think about it, you know, the king and I, which is an obvious no. And Rhaenyra looks like she's been slapped. Um, and she even says, hey, I'll give you, I'll give Aemon uh, a, a choice of Cyrax's next batch of eggs because mm-hmm. he doesn't have any dragons yet. Everybody's yeah. making fun of him. He's got pigs and shit. It's all undermined. And she starts lactating in the middle. Of yeah. Her breasts start to leak and she finds that to be embarrassing, yeah. uh, which it probably would be. But I'm it's unfortunate. The, uh, around the people. Yeah. It's she, like this professional setting or whatever uh, it's like wasn't it happening on the senate the allison calls attention to it to embarrass her right like oh rainera look at your uh, boobies oh i read that as almost like that was just like the instinctual reaction of allison so like oh uh hey uh, like a friend move yeah like fellow mm. woman to woman thing I, like hey i want to i want to believe that but it also kind of stopped the proposal of peace and sure. its tracks and sat her down mm-hmm. so i want to say that that was meant to be a yeah, nefarious okay. thing sure yeah, um, I think I also want to believe that there's some good, so there's still love there. Like even when was like, we used to be friends, and what? Well, yeah, once we were friends, even we were we were sisters. But when they as soon as they leave the room, Allison's like, oh, how sweetly the fox uh, speaks when it is cornered. Like, mm-hmm. oh, like she's she's to her husband. She's desperate. Like not only to her husband, to the the, the man who is the father of the woman she's that's speaking I mean. ill of. Yeah, <laughs> and that's and she completely overpowers him in every scene. Like right before it cuts to that line that you're talking about, he starts to. Def- would overpower Jaharis. Yes. Or Not Jaharis. Yeah. She, he starts to speak up for his daughter again and she's like, rest husband. And he's like, nah, I am tired. I am tired. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, damn it, man, rule the kingdom. Uh, but yeah, she says all that and uh, he he argues with Allison as best he can, but he asks her to do something. 
like make peace with Rhaenyra, I think she says, I'll be cold in my grave before you do that. And yeah. he's basically like, I'm not going to outlive you. I can't even walk these stairs. Oh, uh, you're gone. I am a walking grave. <laughs> like he's so many steps behind her. And she's like, dude, she's like taking it two at a time. Like when you're a teenager and you don't want to go up one at a time. Mm-hmm. Seems like it takes forever. If you do that, <laughs> remember when we always run upstairs that way. Oh yeah. yeah. <laughs> God, those were the gods. Those were the gods. I was strong. <laughs> <laughs> I could take stairs three at a time. Oh my goodness. <laughs> but then they get to uh, just uh, Viserys's uh, quarters and Allison becomes the helicopter queen where she's like throwing the blanket on him and just yes. like pampering him. And he, and, and uh, Viserys is so like, I just, I don't quit. I can't even take a shit without you, woman. I don't need the blanket. I don't need the blanket. Okay, the blanket does feel warm and comfortable. Actually, <laughs> damn, that's nice. Mm, it's pretty cool. It's <laughs> a kingly gift. Is that me thrill? This is the finest silk. Uh, and But Lionel comes in because he has to meet with the king. Mm-hmm. He attempts to resign out of shame, which is, he's cut, he's pulling a real fucking Kristen Cole right here. Like, he's making things way worse, yeah. right? Because the, Allison is basically foaming at the mouth because if he says what she thinks he's about to say. Speak plain, sir. Oh, speak it plain. Mm-hmm. Oh, Dare not say it, your grace. Don't make me say it. That's what my father said. There is a shadow of my house and it grows ever darker. And what is the shadow? I cannot say. And Viserys is appalled. And he's like, then I don't accept, right? Uh, Your advice has been sage this entire many years, unmarked by self-interest, which is what we've said for Eon, Steve. Many years. Lionel Strong is one of the best hands we've ever seen on television. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I mean, he's just, uh, just a fucking wealth and dearth of knowledge. Yeah, and like like Viserys says, isn't dearth a lack of? I don't know. Yeah, I think you're right. It is a, it's a wealth of knowledge, <laughs> not a dearth, a, a girth, an anti-dearth, a girth of knowledge. A girth, <laughs> got a girth of knowledge. <laughs> Fun tidbit: Lionel the Strong was educated at the Citadel and forged like six links of a maester's chain. Mm-hmm. He's a smart guy. Oh shit! Yeah, he's in, he's very smart. He's one of the smartest lords in uh, King's Landing. He really is like the least self-serving person we've probably besides ever seen. Eddard. Yeah. Yeah. In the hands position, I would I would think so. And it's so telling that he is aware of what his son's doing to the point where he's like, I can't do this anymore because now I'm, I'm my advice will be tainted. It will have a little yes. bit of a he's, self-serving to it because those are technically my grandkids. He's so honorable that he's making a mistake mm-hmm. for his house. Uh, mm-hmm. And so he, he says, at least let me take Harwin back to Hall. He's the heir. Um, and yeah, so he does just that. And Allison refuses to help uh, in a really petty way. Viserys, he's like, once he gets back in his chair, he's like, all right, well, help me again, I guess. We'll do the blanket thing. Uh-huh. Oh, you're gone. Ah, fuck. <laughs> Shit. <laughs> I was going to have you move the chair to the Legos. Uh, I can't put my feet on the ottoman. <laughs> One hand. Where's the remote control? <laughs> Gods be good. I, what's on the TV today? Oh, the fire still. We just watched the fire for three hours. <laughs> oh, like, the, like <laughs> The yeah. screensaver fire thing. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> because that's the only thing, he, like the only thing that chair looks at is the fireplace. So yeah. it's like, oh man, maybe I could throw paper in there. <laughs> He's just <laughs> bored as shit. What else can I burn? I guess I'll go to bed. <laughs> maybe I'll die. That'd be awesome. Oh, that'd be fucking great. <laughs> oh, that'd be so nice. Why can't I die? <laughs> Kiki. <laughs> Laris. We cut to Laris and Allison getting all chummy over some uh, meat pie, meat pie and stuff drinking some wine and uh, they talk about how uh, Lionel, who is Laris's father, we should point out, uh, has just attempted to resign and he's like, well, the truth has many flavors, your grace. And, you know, he's very smarmy. He's uh, the, Laris is the Varus of the days of old, right? He's He's more like the little finger than the Varus. Yes, but he also has, well, little finger had lots of spies and stuff too. That's that's true. A little spider, we'll call him. Yeah, double whammy move. Mm -hmm. Little spider. 
Uh, and she talks about how she doesn't have what any about allies. Spider finger. <laughs> spider finger. <laughs> that sounds creepy. She talks about, she laments the fact that she feels so alone in King's Landing. She doesn't have any allies in all of this mess. And uh, it's, it's, I think we're led to believe that the whole, other than the rumor being pretty obvious because the children have brown hair, I think Laris, Harwin's own brother, has spearheaded a lot of the concrete gossip surrounding his involvements with Rhaenyra. Uh, and she said, you know, she talks about how she misses her father. He would be a better hand. And he's like, well, he wouldn't be impartial either, which is true. And she's like, yeah, but he would be on my side. He'd be partial mm-hmm. to me. Uh, and that's all she wants. So uh, Laris take upon, takes that upon himself to she make that wish come true. Some parody in the partiality. Yes, indeed. Laris goes straight down to the black cells and finds a murderer, a deviant and a traitor that he are all doomed for death. Stick. I just got to say, we get that close up of his walking stick. Yeah, yeah, there's a little cool. symbol on there, like a beetle or a bug. Yeah, it was pretty sweet. It's, I think it's Amber with a mosquito trapped inside. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that little uh, DNA strand came out and explained the rest of the plot to us. Dino DNA. <laughs> Dragon see, DNA. This princess is having an affair with this guy. <laughs> but he's, she's actually married to this guy who's having an affair with Carl. <laughs> Follow Dino me. DNA. <laughs> And then he cuts their tongues out, which is the uh, small favor he asks of them in, 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 in return for his mercy. Um, Would you guys take that deal if, you, if you're, you're like, oh, I'm going to be put to death tomorrow? And they're 100% like, lose a uh, tongue? Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Mm. Or death? Mm. Psh, easy. I don't even like talking. Only only the two guys. Or, well, it looked like three guys did it. Oh, but I could never lick a lullaby. Mm-hmm. That's true. Uh, we cut to Lena giving birth to their third child she thinks uh the child is stillborn the pintoshi uh midwife guy is just like it's beyond my talent you're you're damon i've reached the limit <laughs> of my archer grace yes that's what he says uh and the, can it i just did say, not come out on its own i was really open it would yeah that's the limit of my talent i usually stand there and I, say push i catch it <laughs> they they push and the baby comes it's ah, not easy they're very slippery it's the limit of my art i could i, I stand there and just make this face <laughs> it's a very scared face for audio listeners. Yeah. <laughs> I could cut into her and dig around a bit and perhaps maybe do something. And he's like, is the woman going to survive? Is Lena going to live? And Fuck no. Definitely not. <laughs> Absolutely I'm not. surprised she's made it this long. I don't know what I'm doing. Yeah, she's, she's yeah. <laughs> <laughs> this poor woman, I swear. And I want to give Damon some credit. This is juxtaposed perfectly with Queen Emma in the first episode. He's absolutely unwilling to make that same sacrifice that Viserys made, selfishly correct. But also, he's in the fucking room, unlike every other groom or groom, every other uh, husband that we've seen in the show so far. Like, say what you want about Damon. Sure, sometimes he murders his wife, right? Sometimes. 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 If he, you know, sees them as slightly mean or too independent, sure. But when he cares, he cares a lot, right? And I, you know a little bit of a tiny save the kitty cat. But I'm, I'm a little confused. Like how did she get out into the yard to past everyone past everyone? Cause because she's she, so she swift, walk, she walks out there and then she's a ninja before Vagar can actually open up the fire pits. Um, that's when Damon's like, Lena, I wanted to ask you, so what are you doing? <laughs> well, I don't know. <laughs> Maybe they all went to go get her hot towels. And she just nin- ninja smoked out of there. Yeah, and they came back in the room and they were like, hmm, hot towels and ice chips. Missing. 
Oh, the pregnant woman. Where did she go? <laughs> oh, shit. <laughs> Wait, she, it's beyond my art to find her. <laughs> yeah, the doctor's like, oh, uh, I, I'm sorry, sir. Yeah, but he was probably like, where did she go? And he's like, I, I, you've reached the limits of my art. <laughs> he's like, this can sometimes happen. <laughs> the art of your eyeballs? Yes. Pentoshi medicine isn't what it is in Westeros. Would you like me to stab a woman? And he's like, no. How many fucking times do I have to tell you? That's not going to help in this situation. All right. But yeah, Lena, she walks up to Vagar and she's telling Vagar to do Dracara. She wants to do suicide by dragon and it's it's this really uh, such a really powerful scene where this ancient ass dragon that's got hair and he's, he's so she's Vagar is so old and you can tell it's like oh, but you you would be the burn and she's like Dracarys it's like but I, I don't really want to <laughs> you wanna. would be the burn <laughs> you would be the burn and it's like Dracarys and she's like I, and then really Damon tired. shows up and he's like I'm sorry man my wings are tied in this <laughs> can I just say this is the only time that I can remember. Well, no, because the other Jacara scene from season three, episode four gets me every single time. I cried during this and I cannot, it's never happened in house of the dragon. I can't remember it happening very often in game of Thrones, but I thought this, this actor, I don't know Lena Valerian's name. Unfortunately did a phenomenal job. And like you said, part of the sadness of this scene, like she's got this stillborn child in her. She doesn't know what to do like that. I can't understand. I have no genetic way to process what that feels like that pain, but the dragon also who's bonded with her. Right. And he's just so confused. Like I have to do your bidding, but I need you to be clear because <laughs> I don't think mama going to survive Dracarys. Yeah. What do you want me to do, Karis? Am I misunderstanding? Like he's looking around, like burn, burn water. This, my my yeah. fire real hot. Yeah, this and is it's this so is a, sad. This is a reverse old like, Geller. Imagine if you could, yes. Imagine <laughs> if you could command your dog to kill you. Yeah, and your dog just being like, what? What? You got to be very clear with that details <laughs> on this. How will I get treat after deed? <laughs> <laughs> How will I be a good boy? <laughs> <laughs> I will not be good as boy. Uh, it's so terribly sad. I, I, I was crying. Um, and then after that, we cut to Harwin saying goodbye to the children who are definitely not his. And the woman he's definitely never slept with uh, very tearfully. And then another sad moment. Uh, one of Rhaenyra's children, I believe. Jace. Um, yeah. Jace comes up. Am I a bastard? No, 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 definitely not a bastard. No. No, definitely not. No, and no, actually, Dad she had says, this horse one time. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> there was a silver stallion. Where are you going? Um, she says something cool, though. She says, and this is what Damon taught her, right? Like, you're a Targaryen. That's all that matters. Um, we do what we want. I do what I want. We fuck stuff. And then uh, we jerk off our windows sometimes. Mm-hmm. <laughs> With the sheer gall. <laughs> Steve is just Flea bottom upset. walking around with umbrellas all the time. They can't afford them. <laughs> I, have, <laughs> I, I have troubles walking around my own apartment with my socks off. This motherfucker's in the full buff jerking out of a window. <laughs> hey, man. It's because you have nine toes. That's true. We cut to Rhaenyra uh, taking her family to Dragonstone. And she goes up to um, uh, Lainor and she's like, hey, we should have left a long time ago. And he thought he's like, oh, I thought we were going to that would you wouldn't be able to hear the gossip and it would get worse. And she said something smart ass like uh, the wise sailor flees before the storm gathers. Mm-hmm. And he's like, man, I said that earlier. I get it. Mm-hmm. And <laughs> but she's like, but you can bring Carl so you guys can keep banging because we might need a sword. And he's like, yes. 
<laughs> and this is partly why, like, I don't think I'll ever get off of Team Rhaenyra, just because, like, she's so just cool with Lanor. Like, I, I really like how she's a good ally. They seem like they they're like legitimately good friends, despite like their odd marital circumstance. Because mm-hmm. she's like, she's like, we're going to Dragonstone. But bring bring your friend because I don't want to mm-hmm. separate you from the person that you, yeah. you love. Where like I just got separated from the person that I love. Um, Rhaenyra walked so Marjorie Tyrell could run, and yes. being a good ally because she was like Renly, do you, buddy? Mm-hmm. You do you. You do you. All three of my us. brother. Yeah, <laughs> let's do this. <laughs> um, good for you. Good for you. Uh, and the next scene we cut to Harrenhal, the fabled doomed castle, uh, and the the tongueless soldiers roll up. Harrenhal. How, yeah, how, as they pronounce it, how or how? How or how? <laughs> it's like the ZZ Top song, how or how or how or how? <laughs> you guys remember that uh, Got Milk commercial? Abba! Yes. It's the dude that's obsessed it's, with Alexander Hamilton. I don't remember that one it's at all. It's the tongueless guys. Same guys. Oh, okay. I still don't, <laughs> I don't, I still don't know this commercial. He's, eat, he's eating a peanut butter sandwich. The dude's upset. He's a big history buff that loves Alexander Hamilton. There's some radio show that calls him to say, who is the guy that shot Alexander Hamilton in a duel? But he's eating peanut butter and he's out of milk. And he's going, <laughs> and he's got Hamilton on the mind. He, he just does. All the he just, it's just, I love that commercial. <laughs> Uh, and then the tongues people apparently set a fire in one of the towers and both Harwin and Otto are burned to Not death. Not Otto, Lionel. Sorry, I keep saying Otto. Mm-hmm. Both Harwin and Lionel are burned to death. Thank you. Uh, and then we get like a Laris voiceover that I thought was epic. It very was well epic. done. It was I very wondering who it was. Yeah, I didn't recognize the voice either. Same, same. Um, you kept, would you say you kept wondering what? That's no, okay. Keep Never going. mind. Steve thoughts deleted, baby. I'm going to bring it up later. I'm bringing it up later. Allison uh, has regrets is my next and last and final note, because, you know, it cuts to the the source of the voice, which is Laris. And she's like, oh, my God, what did you do? And he's like, oh, Heron, how bees like that. And she's like, <laughs> no, you definitely did that. Some people say it's a cursed place. Yeah. And he's like, well, you said you wanted it. And because so, he's like, hey, now send a letter to Otto. I imagine he'll be on his way soon. So Otto's going to, you know, be the. The, the king's hand again. The middle fingers coming mm. to Westeros. <laughs> ba, da, ba, ba. And, uh, he, and to Allison's a, credit, she looks horrified, right? Yeah. Because yeah. he's just killed his brother and his dad. Yeah. yeah. And he's not even he's a little like, sad. I expect you'll reward me. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And he's got a little flower, like, mm, smells delicious. It's, it's the same flower, I think, that he uh, was sniffing in the courtyard that uh, mm. he said. It's it, not from it's, here. It's a stranger. Yeah. Should, by all rights, it shouldn't be blooming here. Yeah, it's thriving here. It's not from this location, but it's thriving here. Mm-hmm. Just like he is. Ooh, it's giving chaos is in the pit. It's a ladder energy. Mm-hmm. That flower. Yep. Love it. Love it. Love it. So that's the end. Yeah. Now it's time for dragon eggs. Steve, I know you've got one that I almost took from you. I have four. Drop well, them on me, baby. I'll drop the one that we just drop kinda, all four. Uh, I, I was going to say Laris's little monologue at the end is very much little fingers. Chaos is a ladder. Oh, I'm sorry. Um, we also, we had Tommen falling out of the window that we think that uh, Aegon's jerking it to. Um, the detail of Vagar, he's got a bunch of like leather straps on him. And I saw like a lot of people are speculating that's just because like over time this dragon has grown 
and the, the straps of the dragon just kind of has stuck on him because he's so big that you can't really like climb up and get those straps off. So he's just got like the vestiges of old saddles still on him. Yeah, they're like barnacles and shit on a yeah. blue whale or something. Which is such a neat detail. And then the last one I want to bring up, and this is more of a, uh, a theory than an Easter egg, but I, I saw it online. I thought it was really cool and I really want to get your guys' perspective on this. There is this theory that the rat that we have seen in every episode um, the theory is that Laris, the clubfoot, is a green seer and can see similar to how Bran can see through animals or like all know, the Stark kids, all the Stark kids. And then there's that other guy that could see through the hawk like Laris can see through this rat. And that's how he's kind of seeing things like the moon tea being delivered. And um, the first time we see Laris is in the courtyard in front of the weirwood tree, which kind of leads, gives a little credence so that he has that connection to this sort of realm. I don't know if that's what they're going for, but I saw that a theory online. I'm like, oh, that's a really neat, I like that. neat idea. I don't know if they're going to go with it, but I kind of like that. I like that. I believe that has a... Cause there's no other place for like magic other than dragons in this version of the game of Thrones tales. Right. And I can understand the writers being like, we need to put some like, you know, Melisandre type shit in here. Mm-hmm. Um, it's not a green seer though. It'd be a warg. Wouldn't it? Well, I mm-hmm. think it could be one or the other. Cause if, if the green seer is just like kind of the see the future, I think that's specifically the, the swamp people's lingo too. But I take your I take your point regardless. Right. But I think but I think they're making that connection by having him being introduced in front of the weirwood tree, and then because yeah. that it's those those two elements are kind, kind of tied mystical together. Arts, yeah, yeah, hundred percent. I could see that. I think you, I think they're onto something. Do you got anything else? That's it for, for me on dragon eggs. Andy, you got any dragon eggs to pop off on? A uh, tiny little one. I don't uh, know why I phrased it that way. <laughs> I'll pop off on it right, <laughs> right here, right now. Um, at the very end, when Allison is uh, remorseful for the things that. Uh, uh, strong has done baby brother strong uh the music that plays at the end it's a slightly remixed and slightly different key but it is absolutely the light of the seven uh the really music that plays during like the destruction of the septa baylor fucking phenomenal pull andrew way to nice. pop off yes sir i love it when andy pops off mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> got anything else that's it um let's see what was not what curious just some like expanding on some lore things um lena in the books is obsessed with flying dragons she absolutely loves it which is why in this in this episode she says she wants to die as a dragon rider not in some you know foreign mansion on a farm um and like that's why her relationship with vagar is so special and why she chooses to die the way that she chooses to die and uh but it's different than her death in the books and in the, in the books she dies three days after that stillbirth from complications from the birth uh, and I actually like the change. I think they gave her, uh, yeah. I mean, it, though it is a suicide, you know, trigger warning. Uh, I think it's a little more befitting what she maybe one is on her own terms versus mm-hmm. just, you know, dying in a bed in a place that wasn't her home. Right. Um, though I don't think she was in Pintos cause I know Rhaenyra was by her side when she died. They were really close friends in the book. And we, we kind of glossed over this, but how like fucking tragic is it? Cause that during Laris's monologue, there's this shot where like, the daughters can see their burnt up mom's corpse yes. in the yard. Yeah, like that's so fucking sad. Yeah. It was kind of a montage during the, the Laris speech and I kind of didn't take great, the yeah. greatest notes there, but that was a good moment. Lots of burnt corpse. Yeah. Corpses. Here are the corpses over here. Here's this corpse over there. Everyone's, yes. everyone's burning up. Um, and then, uh, when they're having the dinner in Pentos and the guy's saying, Hey, won't you guys live here with your dragons? He references a battle or a, a 
an alliance between Aegon, the original conqueror, and and Pentos. Uh, and that was called the Century of Blood. There was a war between Volantis, who had conquered Lys and Mir, against Pentos and Tarosh. Uh, I think. And uh, Aegon did help with that. He took Balerion the Black Dread and burnt an entire Lycene fleet uh, during that. And that's what he was referencing. I just thought that was cool. Uh, it also says in this scene that Corin Martell of Dorne has allied with the Triarchy. And it's important to know that though they call it the Seven Kingdoms in, in, in House of the Dragon, Dorne has not yet been conquered mm-hmm. completely. Uh, they are still an independent kingdom that does whatever it wants. And it would take another, I think, 50 years after what we're seeing in the Dance of the Dragon before um, Darren is the king. Dar- Darren Targaryen is the one who conquers Dorne finally. And they call him the Young Dragon. Um there's that. Uh, Vagar, I think we've talked about it many times. That was the dragon of Visenya, sister mm-hmm. of Aegon. Uh, and so that's the one that uh, Lena is riding, the oldest dragon in the world, like you said, one of the three that came originally with Aegon the Conquerors. Uh, what else do I have here? I didn't find out what the symbol on the cane of Laris means or is. And I, they made a meal of that. So it is 100% supposed to be something, I think. And the same symbol is on the tongue guy's pen in case yeah. you didn't put two and two together. Which yeah. is, that was a little silly. i got to wear my master's <laughs> pen. He told me to wear it. I can't he t- cut my tongue off and gave me this pin. Yeah. <laughs> it's so nice. It's a sweet deal. Mm-hmm. I love it. It <laughs> looks so pretty. Uh, I love it. Uh, oh, oh, oh. And then they also mentioned uh, Sunfire. Be, and it's just important to know that that is um, Aegon's dragon. Mm-hmm. But this is a spoiler for the plot. If you haven't read Fire and Blood, go away for about 45 seconds. But they make a little joke. Uh, I forget the context of it. Who even says it? It's the sister, the the daughter. Oh, it's um, it's Helena. Helena, yeah. Yeah, and right as they're talking about Aemond getting a dragon, she says... He would have to lose an eye or he would have to close one eye. You have to close an eye first. Yes. Yeah. Talking to about the like bug or whatever. Uh, but in the books, Amond gets one of his eyes stabbed out. Mm-hmm. And, and they he, call has a, him, he has a really cool eye patch. Yeah. They call him Amond one eye. And a sapphire and sometimes. That was so funny. Oh, yeah. It's going to be all cool. And like a jewel in there. That's going to be awesome. All right. Next section. Valyrian Steel, our top three favorite moments of the episode. Steve, kick us off. Take us home, baby. What's your number three? Uh, I want to give a shout out to a scene that I really wanted to include in my top three, but I can't because, you know, it's just my fanboying it. And that's just the fact that I got to see my big red newly boy Caraxes. Mm, I boy. love that big red newly boy. And he makes his like noises when he flies around. He I love him. Uh, so uh, my real number three. You want to give him the night of kisses. Yeah, the Lord of Kisses. A just whole night to, of kisses. The Lord of Kisses wants to give him a whole night of kisses. He loves, <laughs> he loves that big red newly boy so much. Uh, but my real number three is just the the final scene. Laris is kind of uh, little chaos as a ladder monologue just because there's so much, you know, a monologue in Game of Thrones is never a good thing. And you see all like the 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 death that's going on and all the sadness that's happening and he's just kind of like ah isn't this great what i'm doing how great am i like and just that final scene with him saying like you'll you'll reward me one day when when you feel it right and just he's just so confident in what he's done he literally just killed his own family and it, it didn't seem like he had a very bad relationship with harwin at least because no. the last episode the two of them were just like hanging out and being bros um, I don't, I can't, I, we didn't really get to see him interact with Lionel that much, but 
it's it's just kind of messed up that he's just very like, <laughs> well, uh, I killed my family for you, my queen, and uh, Otto is going to come back and it's going to be super dope. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not, you don't got to do it right now, but just t- saying, here's my Venmo. Mm-hmm. Here's my yeah. Venmo. So I'm just going to leave that here. Can I take this flower? <laughs> <laughs> it's at Club Footnit. <laughs> Sorry. Club. He's going to start his own brothel called Club Foot. <laughs> <laughs> You'll be be pounding your hands and feet at Clubfoot. (laughs) In no time. Andy, what's your number three? Uh, My number three is uh, Rhaenyra's walk of indignity after uh, giving birth to her newest child. And the the one take, the acting uh, was absolutely phenomenal from Emma Darcy and uh, the guy that's playing the uh, older laner. Um, I thought, well, specifically Emma Darcy, like there's so much going on, like so much like political intrigue, pain, um, uh, emotions, emotions as a mother, like her hormones have to be going off the fucking charts. She literally just gave birth like two minutes before that. And then just the way that they did it, uh, this really long one and, um, all of, all of the implications of the uh, people that they're having to walk past uh, and where where they're going and why they're going there. I, I thought that it was r- extremely well done. Absolutely. Um, my number three is the the fight in the courtyard between when the kids are training, specifically the part where Kristen um, gets punched by Harwin many, many times <laughs> in a satisfying way. If you've been privy to the internet discourse. We love us some Harwin. We do not like us Kristen. Mm-hmm. And so that was, uh, I felt like that, that scene was for the people, even though they filmed it before they knew how much we would feel that way. And Har- uh, Harwin was the people's champ. I just thought that was a great, and like you said, Steve, it's so unfortunate and so sad that the kids are being roped into all these politics and just being, you know, utilized that way as like little chess pawns. And so there was that dynamic with Viserys looking on, just trying to not understand what's going on as much as he can. And, you know, all every dynamic about that, I thought it was I thought it was very well done. Love that scene. Steve, what's your number two? That's my number two for all all the reasons you just said. Yeah, I can't I can't really add much more other than like it was just I I love the the politics that are at play. Like Chris, I don't love it. It's really tragic that Kristen's using these kids and Harwin's just trying to stick up for his own kids. And that gets him killed, essentially. Yes. uh, Which is which is pretty awful but hey them's the rules in westeros mm-hmm. andy um my number two is the you are the challenge conversation between allison and uh aegon the second um I, I i i just thought that the the performance one from uh what's what's the actress's name that has olivia over? cook olivia cook the performance from olivia cook in this sequence was fantastic um it, it was the really interesting situation during which it happens. Like this is right after the jerk off scene and right Mm -hmm. after the conversations that we had about the infidelity of the queen or of the princess, uh, with, uh, Chris and Cole and, um, the King. Um, but I, I, I thought that, um, that just, it, it was really powerful when she's like screaming at him. Like, he's like, I won't challenge. And she's like, you are the challenge. Like your life might be forfeit because of this. And one day you are going to be King. And, um, you, you have to basically start acting like stop jerking off on the little people. Yeah. Stop doing that. <laughs> Quit it. That's weird. Stop it. She's going to get a spray bottle and start spraying it whenever he yeah. gets near windows. Like, no, <laughs> he just hisses at her. <laughs> It starts jerking off again. <laughs> Bad kids. Oh, no, he's making eye contact with me. Stop it. <laughs> You're going to be king one day. Very soon. You can't uh, do that on the Iron Throne. My number two is the uh, birth walk 
that Andy talked about for his number three. I just thought that was such an incredible feat, a Herculean effort that that would take to to do, even stand up immediately, much less walk all the way up there and try to re- maintain composure and be nice to people. Nod, oh, thank you. Yes, and be polite to the queen. And it just shows so much. Um, and I'm always a sucker for a wanner, always, every single time you're going to get me. Uh, <laughs> but uh, so that was well done. But yeah, just the, it shows so much about her character, how stubborn she is, how capable she is, and uh, that she's going to maybe not be somebody you want to piss off. Maybe, maybe that might be a maybe. bad idea because she'll go to great lengths to save face uh, and do, do what's needed for her family. Mm-hmm. And uh, I just love that. I'm a, I'm a, I'm a Rainier simp. <laughs> yes, till you I die. are. Team, yep. team Black, till I 100%, 100%. die. Mr. Steve. Uh, my number one is the death of Lena. Um gone too soon uh, i really this whole episode was like man this this character is really cool i really like her i like the 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 energy she's bringing with damon but then when she has the scene where she's like you know she she's having this rough uh pregnancy birth and you know damon it, it adds so much to both her character but also damon's character because like you said he doesn't do what viserys does and she goes out on her own terms and we get to see vagar which is something i've been wanting to see for so long and not only do we get to see this dragon we, we get to see the dragon participate in like an incredibly heartbreaking scene with this poor woman just going through fucking hell and trying to go out on her own terms and i did look it up the actress's name is i hope i'm pronouncing it correctly uh nana blondell Okay. Uh, and I, like, I'm looking at her IMDb and she doesn't have that many like major credits. Well, she about to get a whole lot, more. uh, but yeah, I think she's about to get a whole bunch more, uh, because she really, really crushed it in this, I guess. I think this is the only episode she's been in. Um, yes. And, and she did a really, really stellar job. So, you know, gone too soon. Um, but that's, but it gets my number one. Yes. Andy, your number one. My number one is the uh, training fight between the kids mm. and uh, Harwin knocking the shit out of uh, Kristen. Uh, there's just so much foreshadowing going on there with the uh, the kids being forced to fight each other at the behest of the adults and the yeah. their, for their political reasonings. Also, I thought it was really interesting the way the fight went down, uh, like uh, even though uh Jaceris was much younger and much smaller. He, he he's he's a little hard ass, and uh, even though he got knocked knocked down, like he came back swinging hard and was starting to like get the better of he Aegon got up again. Stuff. You're never gonna keep him down. Yeah, he gets knocked <laughs> down. Chumba mm-hmm. Wumba. Uh, mm-hmm. and, and then just the fan service of Kristen Cole, who is the most punchable person had was the most punchable person until Aegon appeared in this episode. But goddamn, it felt good to see him get the, beaten the shit out of. Mm. Maybe that's a real reason why Kristen Cole likes hanging out with Aegon so much because like when he's next to him he's like oh I'm not the most punchable person in this ah, room now I am number two yeah I'm gonna keep punchable. this kid alive <laughs> 100% Chris uh, my number one is the death of of Lena Valerian uh, or I guess Targaryen now that she's married to Daemon um, I did not expect that in any way shape or form the suicide by dragon maneuver that she did and like when she knelt the pain on her face her performance was so powerful and she looked up at Vagar's massive visage and just said, you know, and wailed Dracaris and, you know, the confused dragon who loves her looking back like, hmm, Jahuzi. Um, that was just such a, and, no and honestly, as sick as it sounds, I mean, the shot was gorgeous of the, when it cut to Damon's POV and like her little body and the engulfed in flame and the dragon and the silhouette and 
incredible. I thought it was just damn good television, very well done, very mm-hmm. powerful. And again, it's my first tear I've shed in House of the Dragon, certainly. And there hasn't been many in all of, as much as it's my favorite show of all time. I don't think Game of Thrones made me cry very often. Um, cause I knew most of the stuff that was about to happen from the books. Um, so anyway, that just, that's my number one. Now it's time for the Mummer's Dragon, uh, who we're going to give our, our streamy award for the best performance of episode six of Hot D. Steve, who are you giving it to? Uh, this one is a really hard one. There were two people that definitely stand out above everyone else. And I was really kind of thinking, you know, who deserves it most? And I, I'm falling on uh, Team Black on this one. I'm giving it to Emma Darcy because mm. uh, I, I really wanted to give it to Olivia Cook as well, because I think both of these. Or Nana. Or, or Nana, yeah, like I, they, they all are crushing it. But I, I was really, really impressed with both Olivia and Emma. Um, but I think the thing that really kind of clinched it for me for Emma Darcy was in the scene when um, Harwin is saying goodbye to his sons who don't know that they're his sons. And then he looks at Rhaenyra and you can tell like she's just trying to keep it together because she can't say like, I'm going to miss you dude that I am having a relationship, but no one knows about not even my kids. I can't say that in front of my kids. And the way she kind of visually, you can see her getting that struggle across on her face is so well done. Yeah. And and that's not even to mention the, the amazing wonder in the opening episode, which right. is like, you know, just giving up having birth and walking up these stairs and being resolute and powerful. She is the dragon. Right. Um, so, uh, and, and, and a show full of amazing performances. I, I just really have to give it to Emma Darcy on this one. Absolutely. Andy. Also, Emma Darcy, for all the reasons that you said, uh, even just the performance and the range of emotion from the childbirth scene. And the, she she wins the award for the first minute of this episode. Mm-hmm. And, and never mind everything else that we got, the, the you know, the long winter afterward and all of the uh, small little things that she got to do as part of that. But then also the uh, tearful goodbye, the... Uh, the knowing conversations between her and Laner and um, yeah, no, she crushed. It. I, I also would have loved to have said Olivia cook because she was incredible. Yeah. Also, I just felt like uh, Emma Darcy was given a lot to do in this and she knocked out of the park with all of it. A lot of her stuff was uh, subtle as well. Like she's trying to pretend she's not feeling anything, but she is feeling those things. Whereas a lot of Olivia cook stuff was more overt. Like I'm angry, I'm mad, I'm telling people. And uh, you mentioned earlier the, the scene where she's telling Aegon, like you are the the cause, like that's a fucking powerful, that's some powerful acting right there. Mm -hmm. She crushed it. But yeah, sorry. I just want to make sure people know uh, Olivia cook is also great. Olivia cook repping it, but I'm going to go with Emma Darcy as well. And I'm always (gasps) a rare three way. Mm -hmm. Yes. We have the three way tie Skyline Chili. Steve really wanted to push a fucking button. I didn't know what button to press for that. Just press one. Yeah. Yeah. Three-way. Yes, three-way. Look forward to our coverage on House of the Dragon episode seven coming next Monday. We've got a bunch of episodes dropping this week. If you're a big fan of the show, you want to listen to them all. We got uh, some Andor talks with Steve and I. Andor's coming out tomorrow. Baby. And we've got some, uh, what else we got? Some Labyrinth. No, that's a Patreon only. Whiplash is coming out Wednesday. That's right. Whiplash from 2014. And then, of course, Saturday, our Rings of Power episode six coverage, followed by... Like I said before, more hot day, baby. Mm-hmm. But you can listen to Labyrinth if you join the Patreon. 
You can indeed go to patreon.com slash streaming things and sign up for a variety of tiers to get a variety of benefits and court, including being on the show, which mm-hmm. uh, Gabe took advantage of. He's on our whiplash episode. He made us watch that movie, uh, but tons of good stuff on there. Follow us on Twitter at stream thing pod and email us at any time. If we missed anything you want to talk about from this episode or any others, streaming things pod at gmail.com is the way to let us know. That's all the time we have for right now. My name is Chris. I'm Andy and I'm still the Lord of kisses and I I'm Chris still. I fuck. I screw, I'm still that. Andy. <laughs> and I'm, oh no, I'm Steve now. <laughs> fuck. And this is Streaming Things. Happy streaming. The new patron shout out. Thank you for your patronage. You have a beautiful voice. I don't think I do. <laughs> Aw. Pretty good. Don't be so yeah. hard on yourself, buddy. Eight out of ten. Eight out of ten. Wood smash. <laughs> well, we're doing patron shout-outs differently this time, guys. We're going to do them once a month, and this recording will last the entire month. But in this month, we will go over the new patrons that sign up for the month and also the patrons who upgraded their tiers that month as well. Mm. Are you excited oh, to find that, out the cool people that, that did such a thing? Down. I'm very excited. All right. So let me introduce to you our brand new patrons for the Try Before You Deny tier. It's Aaron Layton and Crystal Trujillo. Woo! Hi, friends. In the Marty P VIP tier, it's Josh and Anna. Marty B. What did I say? Marty P. Oh, Marty B. Excuse me. <laughs> how fucking dare you? <laughs> I've been here for how long and you miss You don't know my name. The entire time, sir. You've given me a terrible wound. What if Marty B's like a Marty P, man? <laughs> <laughs> well, let, let our new chocolate pudding producers, we have Alex Fisher, Brittany Deck, Ember Psycho. I hope I'm pronouncing that right. I'm surely not. Probably not, man. Jen yeah, L, Jess R, Mandy Spears, Shannon Myers, and Zach Suthers. Thank you all so much. Thank you, friends. Thanks, Bruchachos. And our final new patron in the Friends Don't Lie tier, we have Colin P. Frost. Thank you, Colleen. Another P, man. Thank you so much. The up now we go into the upgrades. That's the road less traveled, man. These are the people that gave us money before, and we thought, hey, what about more money for these guys? Because mm, they're just so giving and full of mirth, 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 all of it. Uh, these people upgraded to the try before you deny tier. Try before you deny, man. Andrew Gray, Jen Robinson, Casey McCain, John Collins, Kalisha Reeves, Kate, Kiki, and Will Nash. Thank you, guys. Thanks, guys. And then these people upgraded to the Marty B VIP section. Thank you, A. Wells, Adam Horn, Adam Raymond, R.K. Shenanigans, Barb, Caleb Jeter, Carmelita Valdez-McCoy. I love saying your name fully, <laughs> Carmelita, because it's so cool. Uh, Chloe Richardson, Cindy miller Ray, Elizabeth Hull. Elizabeth Hubbard, Enza, Jimmy Gad, John Madden, like the John Madden. Isn't he dead? Uh, yes. Well, they we thought, dead. but we he's thought. on the cover of Madden 23. And now he's here to write X's and circles over footage <laughs> of football players. Thank you. Jadinglage. Thank you. Jadinglage. Morgus. Thank you. Katie Blair. Kayla. It's me. The French arc. Thank you. Lisa L. Marcus Mills. Michelle Moore. Nick Nolte. Nicole Cassis. Paula Garcia. Sean Callahan. Stephanie Pagalis. Suzanne Road and Sydney Day. Thank you all so much. Thank you. Merci beaucoup. And good night.